Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I am Dale Lally, your host, and uh, we are here today, as usual, to talk uh, all things Steelers. And uh, today we'll talk about the course, the Mega Fitzpatrick deal. That is the news of the week and uh, some numbers starting to uh, trickle in on that record breaking contract. Uh, and everybody saw the numbers of $18.4 million on average that uh, Mega Fitzpatrick got and said, wow, that's that's too much money. Here's the thing, folks. The Steelers actually saved two and a half million dollars against their 2022 salary cap with this deal. And that should leave them right around 22 to 23 million dollars in salary cap space. Uh, so this freed up some money when, when, I, when I said uh, and wrote earlier uh, this week that uh, it was a team friendly deal. This is what I meant uh, by that, because what the Steelers did, what they announced was a five-year contract with this and how the Steelers adjust that to say that it's a five-year deal is you include this year's contract in that, in that package. Uh, you know, so Mika Fitzpatrick was under contract for $10.6 million this year. The Steelers lowered his, uh, his base salary from 10.6 million to 4 million this year. And then gave him, a 17 and a half million signing bonus. Now there's some other money guaranteed in there. That's where you get the $36 million guaranteed in the deal. Uh, but the $17.5 million over a, a four or five year, uh, really they're spreading it over five years makes that bonus, that signing bonus hit very team friendly at $3.5 million over the, the five years of the deal. So yes, he did take a team friendly deal. Uh, this was not something that's going to break the bank. So his his salary cap hit in 2022 is just $8.1 million. That's a steal. Again, they lowered Minka Fitzpatrick's salary cap hit, and you're talking about a guy who is a two-time all-pro player. And, you know, so I, I think that, you know, when you look at that package and how that thing was – was manipulated by Omar Khan and, and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick's agents. Uh, this, this deal is a huge winner for the Steelers. Uh, now, obviously in future years, that cap hit is going to go up. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, but the Steelers also aren't paying a quarterback. So next year in 2023, 
Minka Fitzpatrick's base salary goes up to $14.5 million. But his salary cap hit, because of that, just the prorated bonus being just $3.5 million, is only $18 million. He, he gets $14.5 million of fully guaranteed salary. So his 2023 base salary is fully guaranteed. That's where the other part uh, of the bonus money comes into play. But he's, his cap hit is still just $18 million. So in 2023, you're looking at TJ Watt coming in at $27 million. Cam Hayward, a shade over $22 million, and then Micah Fitzpatrick at $18 million, uh, they still have $40 million in cap space to spend in 2023, even with that deal kicking in. You look ahead to 2024, and again, Micah Fitzpatrick's base salary is $14.5 million. His prorated signing bonus is $3.5 million, so his cap number for, for 2024 is, again, just $18 million. Again, that, that's not a, a, a huge number for a guy who's been an all-pro safety. Uh, then finally, in 2025, you see a, a, you know the, the base salary goes up to $15.5 million. Uh, so his cap number goes up to $19 million. And then in 2026, Minka Fitzpatrick's the only stealer currently under contract for 2026. His base salary is $17.6 million with that prorated signing bonus of $3.5 million. So his cap number is $21.1 million. So there's really, when you look at this deal, only two seasons where he averages more than that $18.4 million that the average of the deal comes out at. That's the thing that, that you know, I think a lot of people struggle with when it comes to contracts in the NFL. If a major league baseball player or an NHL player, an NBA player, whoever signs a contract, that thing is fully guaranteed the moment they put their pen to the pen to paper. And if it's a four year, hundred million dollar contract, it's usually $25 million a year. Now, maybe they play with the salaries here or there, but it's fully guaranteed. This deal is the final two years of this deal are not guaranteed at all. So conceivably, if the Steelers in 2024 wanted to cut Minka Fitzpatrick, they could do so, and it wouldn't break the bank. Now, they're not going to want to do so, but they could, and they would be out from under that contract. That's why the players often uh, you know, complain about the lack of, of you know, the signing bonus money or guaranteed money in the NFL because teams do cut guys. In these kind of situations, look at Miles Jack. You know, Miles Jack signed a huge deal just a few years ago with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they released him. So, if you look at his at his career earnings, the history of his contract, um, he signed an extension in 2019, a four-year, fifty-seven million dollar contract extension that had twenty-six million dollars in guarantees, but they released him. And so, you know, he signs with the Steelers this year for $1.5 million plus the signing bonus of, uh, of $6.5 million. Now he counts just $4.75 million against the Steelers' salary cap. He was a $12 million player in 2021 for the Jaguars. He was a, he was a, a $15.4 million player for the Jaguars in 2020. Even in 2023. The Steelers are going to pay Miles Jack, at least what, what he'll be counting against their salary cap, $11.25 million 
But again, they can get out from under that pretty easily. $8 million of that is then base salary. He has a, a dead cap charge of $4.8 million for the Jaguars this year. The Steelers are paying him less than that. The Steelers are paying, he counts $4.75 million against the Steelers' salary cap this year. So the, he counts more against Jacksonville's salary cap to not play this year for them than he does against the Steelers for who he will play this year. That's why I've, I'm of the belief that NFL teams, the contracts, if, if the players want fully guaranteed contracts, every contract should be no more than two years, three at the most. Then you're going to get paid for what you are doing as, as opposed to what, you, what you've done in, in, in your past because that's how you want to play players. You want to pay them for what they're going to do for you, not for what they've done in the past. But it's all fascinating stuff. Uh, the salary cap um, should go up immensely over the next couple of seasons. Uh, you know, the expectations are that in two years, it will probably be at twenty-five million or two hundred fifty million dollars. It's really at uh, right around two. I think it's two fifteen or whatever this year. Um, it's going to go up a lot. The gambling money comes in more TV revenue, the Amazon contract, all kinds of stuff that's happening in the NFL that really makes the cap kind of fluid in many ways. And you're, and you're seeing that around the league with some of the deals that are being made with players. Teams wouldn't spend this kind of money if they didn't think that they weren't going to have it coming in. So that's why the, you know these, these deals work. That's why they can make these deals. And as I wrote the other day, for the Steelers, they can make – these kind of deals. They can pay TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick big money because they, they're not paying a franchise quarterback right now. You'd love to have one, but it's not a necessity. And if you don't have one, you can build the nest around those quarterbacks pretty nicely with some high-priced players. And these guys deserve their, their contracts. These are guys who have performed at a high level for a while now. And so you reward those contracts, sends a good message through the locker room. What does this all mean for the Steelers? We'll talk about that when we come back. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Dale Lally here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. This is the Dale Lally Show. And by all estimates, the Steelers now, by saving $2.5 million by extending Minka Fitzpatrick, have 22 to $23 million. There's a reason they're opening up cap space, folks. They've got some moves planned here. They wouldn't be creating cap space if they thought they weren't going to need it. So I would expect something to happen perhaps on the defensive line front. I would expect something to happen perhaps with the backup running back, maybe an outside linebacker, 
all kinds of stuff. This, this team has created cap space for a reason. Maybe you bring Joe Hayden back. Why not? You know, on a, on a cheap deal, you, you just use them as a, create some competition in that secondary and see where it goes. Um, I think you'd find a way to use him. Maybe he doesn't play ahead of Levi Wallace or ahead of Akella Weatherspoon. But you could certainly use his leadership in the locker room. Um, you know, so there's some things that they can do here. They didn't just make these moves just to make moves. Um, obviously, they can carry that cap space over if they would like, if they so choose. Um, but there's some you know, nice free agents uh, still out there on the open market. And what we don't know uh, is who's going to become available. Remember, Joe Hayden became available at the end of training camp in 2017. They didn't know that was going to happen. Cleveland just cut him. Um, so those kind of things can happen, you know, and, and, and so if you spend the money now, if you run out and spend that money and somebody becomes available later, then you don't have the money to spend. So, you know, I think that's when you, when people talk about, well, you need to go out and do this or do that uh, right now. You don't because you don't play a game. You don't even have a practice now for six weeks. That money doesn't have to burn a hole in your pocket. You can't spend money that you don't have. So, I have no problem waiting and seeing what happens. Who else gets cut loose? And if you want to go sign a guy like, oh, I don't know, uh, a Justin Houston, or you want to go sign one of these defensive linemen that are still available, you have that potential to do that. You don't need to see those guys in training camp necessarily. I mean, you wouldn't be bad to get them in for the last couple of weeks, but you're probably not going to be looking at signing a starter. They're going to be a backup. So you can ease them into this whole thing and take your time with it and see where it goes. I mean, if you want to, let's, I'm just going to throw a name out there. Let's say the Steelers decide they want to sign Linval Joseph. He's 33 years old, nose tackle. Does he really, at 33, need to go through a full training camp? Probably not. It's just a matter of how, how much, how good a shape he's in. But even if he comes in, you're going to ask him to play 15 snaps a game. I would, I got to believe a guy like that can, can play 15 snaps in a game walking off the street. They know what it takes to, to be ready for an NFL season. They're not sitting at home if they want to play. So there's no rush to go do something like that. You just wait and see what's available. Because you're not, again, you're not looking for frontline players. You're looking for a backup type player. And those backups, you know, they can ease their way into it. They're not going to be counted on to play right away. But the Steelers created that cap space for a reason. They didn't just do it just to do it. They're going to spend. They're going to be adding free agents. It was this time last year, a week, about four or five days after training camp, that they signed Trey Turner. It was on the eve of training camp that they signed Melvin Ingram. Again, the Joe Hayden signing came at the end of training camp. 
those are moves that you can make at any time because there are a bunch of players still sitting out there who are NFL players. There's no, no doubt about it. I'm looking here at the NFL trade rumors list of the top 100 players still available. And, you know, some of these guys, a lot of these guys are going to be playing for somebody. It's just a matter of who. You know, do I do I think Joe Schobert's going to sit out the entire season? He's he's ranked number 86 on this list. He's 28 years old. Somebody will probably sign him at some point. They just haven't yet. It just hasn't happened yet. But there are guys out there. They can always add. Uh, I'm looking at Jalen Smith, 27 years old. I'm sure he's going to play in the league this year. Quan Alexander, same thing, 28 inside linebackers. Pernell McPhee. Deshaun Jackson, Malcolm Smith. I mean, these guys are going to play somewhere in the league. But they're not signed right now. And they're not going anywhere. And even if they do, there's another guy that's going to take the, you know, that's going to be there who's just as good or, or if not better, who's available. But you can't spend the money that you don't have. You can't, if it's already out the window, you already spent it on somebody else. You can't make those additions. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers go to training camp, spend a couple of weeks there looking at what they've got, and then make a move. Then you can make those moves and see what you need to do. Because we haven't seen any hitting yet. Yes, they had OTAs, and yes, they had mini camp and all that stuff. But there's no phys real physical contact there. No, it's certainly more physical than walking down the street. But they're running around in shorts. Nobody's blocking. Nobody's tackling. Nobody's hitting anybody else. It's flag football. Everybody should look good in those kind of situations. If they don't look good in those kind of situations, they're probably not going to be on your team very long. That's just the reality because they're not athletic enough to look good just running around in shorts. But these are NFL players. These guys should all look good running around in shorts. So the Steelers are going to make some moves here. It's going to happen. It just might not happen right away. Be patient. Wait and see, because that's what the team is going to do. That's going to do it for the Dale Lally Show today. I appreciate you listening. I'll be back again next week to, uh, well, we'll wrap up and see what happens on next week. You never know. Maybe they will make one of those signings I just talked about. Probably not, but we'll see. They could. Maybe they've seen enough at some positions to, to assess what they have there. But we'll see. We still got six more weeks. They're actually five and a half now, uh, give or take, until we get the training camp. Can't wait for that. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's Dale Lally Show here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Bye.